All right, it's Friday. QP Sports Exchange back on the air. It's your host, Vince, and we got a good show for you today. Today is going to be real draft heavy. So we're getting close to the draft. We're going to have some real thoughts on it. Um, we got some information to give out, and we're going to propose a question as well. Um, we're going to talk about um, the 49ers. We're going to talk about what they're doing with the number three pick. We're also going to talk about Kyle Pitts and what he kind of does to the draft after the quarterbacks. And that's basically about it. You know what I'm saying? So we already get into this pod. Let's give you a little update. Um, on Monday, I talked about having a third pod. Um, that is definitely something that we're going to do. What is going to happen is, is that we're going to name it and we're going to structure it. So we're in that process now. So look out for it probably within the next couple weeks. Um, as we get closer, I'll let you know which Wednesday it will be. Um, and that one will definitely bring like a lot more humor and funny into it. Um, I want that to be just a real relaxed type of podcast anecdotal, all that sort of thing. Um, so we're going to go from there. And let's see what's going on around the house. Uh, oh, I got a new I got a new shield. So hopefully we can block out some of the ice cream truck noise, some of the other apartments around us noise. So I hope this sounds better for everybody. So that's great. Um Let's see, everything else is pretty good. We're just chilling, and it's a Friday, so I know everybody is ready for the weekend, and they ready for this pod. So we are going to have a lot of draft coverage today, but I'm going to lead off with something because everybody knows that I have two pods a week. I have a basketball pod that drops on Monday, who questions Monday, and then we have a football pod. Well, in one of my kind of checking in on scouts and, and things for the basketball, I came across somebody who gave me a little insight into Jalen Suggs a little bit and it ties into this podcast for one reason it talks about his football days in high school so obviously this is like a year ago he said there was a game where he threw the ball 65 yards on a line you know like not a lot of elevation on it or whatever just enough you know and it landed in the receiver's hands and he was covered. They said that the guy was maybe maybe a yard behind him, maybe like within a yard behind him. And he just said that just shows you what kind of like winner he is, what he knows what it takes to win. And I just thought that my football fans, Jalen Suggs, the guy who hit the three against UCLA in the final four, um, he's a basically he's a lottery pick for the NBA coming up in the 
in this uh, this year's draft. Here's a guy who was a really good quarterback in high school. So at Minnehaha High School in Minnesota, Jalen Suggs was doing his thing back then. I thought you guys would really like to hear that. And they said that the wind was blowing at like 35, 40 miles per hour. So he threw this dart like 65 yards right on his receiver's hands with the defensive back like within a yard. And it was just perfect. It was dime status all the way. So let's get into what we came to talk about today. It is really going to be draft heavy, like I said before. And what I'm looking at is this, is that there's going to be a lot of missed news out there. There's going to be dudes moving up in the draft leading up to it. There's going to be players falling for some inexplicable reason. Um, Usually that comes out like draft day or when they're about to get drafted or whatever, or when they were supposed to get drafted. Um, Usually those stories come out right about that time. But the one thing that I wanted to kind of get on today about is this. And here's the question of the day. We're going to have a new segment and it ties into the whole question point pod network. It ties into QP sports exchange. And the segment is called uh, question of the week. All right. Or question of the day. Cause we're going to have two pods. So question of the week, how important is it to draft a quarterback high first round? So that question again, and you can ask your friends this, cause I'm going to give you a, a little nugget on the way out. How important is it to draft a quarterback really high? Is it is it paramount to your success as an NFL franchise? All right. So that's the question. Now here's the stat. There have been 14 quarterbacks drafted since 2009 to 2018. Top five. 14 quarterbacks. Only one is with their original team. And that one is Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Everybody else has been cut or traded from 2009 till 2018. So as you're drafting these quarterbacks, one, two, three, possibly four, all this other, you know, I got to get my guy. That guy is the guy. Keep in mind, those quarterbacks that are drafted high, usually if you're drafted within the top 10 or whatever, there's a it's like less than a 50-50 proposition that that quarterback turns out to be the guy you think he is. Keep that in mind. As we get closer to the draft and we're hearing these stories jump up and all that, and we'll get into it in a second, but when you get a draft pick, that is that high, and it's a quarterback, it is less than a 50-50 proposition that you come out on the better side. I just named, in a sense, there's 13 quarterbacks that have been either they're not with their original team or they're just gone in, in, in nine years. 
So damn near a decade. You're looking at 14 quarterbacks. 13 of them are gone. Baker Mayfield is the only one that stands alone with his original team. So just food for thought. I just wanted you guys to have that info. I wanted you to kind of be able to have that ruminate in you. Talk, talk amongst your boys or your girls. Shout out to the to the ladies who listen to QP Sports Exchange, Football Fridays, and who questions Monday. So there that is. This is a good little thing that I want to go ahead and say now. What's your thoughts on it? Okay, Twitter, QPP Network, on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network. All right. It looks like the quarterbacks are at least going to go one, two, and three, and possibly four in this 2021 NFL draft. So you know Lawrence is going one. Zach Wilson with the Sam Darnold trade. To the Panthers this week. Or what? Yeah. This week. You know that Zach Wilson of BYU. Is going two to the Jets. Alright. There's a quarterback going three. Because San Francisco. You know. Moved up to number three. And we'll get to them in a second. And then there's Atlanta. Who's sitting there at four. Now the thing with Atlanta. Is quite as kept. They got salary cap issues with the quarterback. They can't get out from underneath Matt Ryan unless they want to take like a huge cap hit. And they're on the they're on the uh, books for him for this year and next year. A lot of money still guaranteed with Matty Ice down in the ATL. So Matty, continue to get your back. Continue to um, hopefully your team will get better this year. But Matty Ice is, is going to be in Atlanta. So the number four pick has become like the pivotal pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Not the number one, not the number two, and not the number three. The number four pick is where the draft starts now. Um, and we don't know if that will actually be the case come the, the day of the draft. We don't know if they'll trade the pick before. So we could have literally no um, entry with the first four picks in the NFL draft. You know what I'm saying? We could be walking around here, you know, two, three days before the draft and know that we're going to have quarterbacks one, two, three, and four. Then the draft starts at five. And Cincinnati's sitting there. (laughs) So... Should be interesting, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, set the table for what we're going to talk about. Now, my man, Brent Sobleski, like he does stuff for Bleacher Report. Go uh, follow my dude, Brent Sobleski. I'll spell that for you. Brent, easy, right? B-R-E-N-T. Sobleski is S O B. L-E-S-K-I. He does really good work. And he put together three trade scenarios for the Atlanta Falcons to go over 
and uh, for their fourth pick. So he started off. I didn't put him in order, but I wanted to kind of talk about him. What he what he said in the article. It's on Bleacher Report right now. So go look at it after you get done with this pod. Don't go look at it before. After. All right. So. He says that Washington football team is one of the teams that could go up and try to get the fourth quarterback, I guess, in this draft. So what he was saying is swap selections this year, right? So they would just trade first-round picks this year. I, I don't like how they say, oh, well, I got three first-round draft picks for, you know, for our pick. No, you got two, okay? This draft doesn't count. I hate when people do that. It bothers me to a level, okay? If you got three first-round picks, that is not including the year that you swapped, okay? Now, you got three after. You got pick on year 2022, 2023, and then 2024. That's when you have three first-round picks, all right? So, there's a swap. Then Washington would then give Atlanta first rounders in 2022 and 23 plus the number one, the number 51 pick from this year. So that's a second rounder and a second round pick in 2022. And my response to this whole thing is this Daniel Snyder, don't do it. Don't you dare do it, Daniel. Memo to the Washington, D.C. area, the district. Somebody put Daniel Snyder in like a safe house during the draft, at least for the first couple rounds. So then the real grownups can go ahead and make actual picks. Washington should not do this deal. The only way this deal gets done, if Daniel Snyder is just just fixated on somebody. But note to Daniel Snyder, get your grubby paws off the football operations. Stick to trying to name your team whatever they're going to be. The Washington-like question marks, if you want to call it that, this year. You know what I'm saying? Real crazy. That's a lot of capital to give up. Washington will be giving up a lot. A ton of draft capital to do that. Now, Sobleski's other option are the New England Patriots. So, Sobleski has the Patriots as a suitor. So, they would swap picks from 15 to 4. They would give up first-round picks and... 22 and 23 as well. And then they would give up their 46 of 46 overall pick in this year's draft, the 2021 draft. Now for a team that likes to trade back and doesn't like value first round picks in the new England Patriots, this sounds like a sound strategy. Hell, we don't like first round picks anyway. We don't like doing that anyway. Usually we're drafting like late in the first round. So we go back like seven to eight picks in the second round. It doesn't make us any different. 
you know, doesn't doesn't harm us in any way. So usually a team like the Patriots, this would be an ideal scenario. But here's my problem with this trade. I don't see Bill Belichick giving up that type of capital unless it was a generational talent. And when I say generational talent, this is in the eyes of Bill Belichick. So there's only one guy that that dude talks about like that. And that's Lawrence Taylor. So if they're moving up to four, the talent needs to be Lawrence Taylor-esque. Okay? So I'm just going to say that again. If the hoodie is going to move up to four, now that he's done spending money like a drunken sailor, the hoodie is not moving up to four for the fourth best quarterback in the draft. It's not happening. I don't care who you are. You can't tell me that. That's It goes against everything Bill Belichick has done over his 20 plus years in New England, in Boston, you know, in that organization. Okay? You can't tell me that. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, if you're telling me that Bill is moving up to number four and he's going to get Kyle Pitts, now you're talking. Now you're talking because we've not seen anything like that in the league, right? We've not seen what kind of matchup nightmare that will be, okay? So I can see Bill moving up to number four for a generational talent, a Lawrence Taylor-esque type talent. I don't see him moving up to number four for Matt Jones, for Mac Jones. I just don't see it. Sorry. All right. So that was the other pick that Sobleski had. Now, he had the third one. So Brent did his homework. So his third team, and this is where caught my eye. He said, Denver, the Broncos, Mile High City, where you at? Shout out to Mile High City. So, so Sobleski's journey for Denver to obtain the number four pick from number nine was actually a little easier. So here's the thing, right? You have a quarterback in Drew Locke there who threw 15 interceptions in 30 and 13 NFL games. All right. So John Elway is John Elway. That dude knows how to quarterback. He was a winner. When he had Peyton Manning, another Hall of Fame quarterback and a winner, he knew what was up, and that dude is still searching for the next him. That's what he's looking for, okay? Make no mistakes about it. John Elway is looking for the new John Elway. Now, what it would take for them to get up there, so it'll be going from 9 to 4. And this is what Sobleski said. So you're sitting there and you're going, you get next year's one and you get the 40th pick overall. 
So not only, so you get this year's second rounder, early second rounder, you get the first round pick next year and the swap. All right. Now Atlanta, ATL, I was hard on you during the football season. I've been kind of hard on you during the basketball season, but there's light at the end of that tunnel. But here's the thing, Atlanta, your boy is about to help you out. Why stop there? Atlanta, you know that John Elway wants a new John Elway. So ask for a player. I don't know anything. Offensive guard, defensive tackle, linebacker, cornerback. It doesn't matter. Just ask. Hey, we want a, we want a player in that deal. While you're at it, Atlanta, you can go ahead and ask for a lifetime supply of Coors Light as well. You know what I'm talking about? So if you're Atlanta and you're sitting there with the number four pick and you see all these teams got, you know, you got New York, you got Jacksonville, now you got San Francisco moved up to third, you know the, the, the draft starts with you now. You better take advantage of poor, poor Denver, who's quarterback thirsty. John Elway right now is like some dude sitting, looking at Instagram models. <laughs> Man, look at the arm on that one. Mm-mm-mm. The things we can do in this offense with him. Mm. Look at the calves on that one. Man, could you imagine him rolling out? You know, bootleg action, little bootleg action. Mm. John Elway getting himself hot and bothered over quarterback prospects. I can see John Elway losing like quarterback tender, swiping left. What is it? Like, swipe left if you don't want him. Swipe right if you do. You can see John. Swipe left. Nah. Nah. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. 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 How you doing? All right. Okay, ATL. So, you see, you paint, I painted the picture for you. I painted the picture of how thirsty John Elway is for a quarterback. So, you go ask for that lifetime that lifetime supply of Coors Light. All right? Listen, John Elway is a legend in Denver. I'm sure him or somebody he knows has a ski chalet somewhere in Vail. Hell, you could get that rented out a couple times a year. I'm sure. Work something out in this trade. Hey, by the way, John Elway, uh, Mr. Elway, we're going to... um. We're also going to need like a couple weekends a year at your chalet in Vail. Atlanta needs to take advantage of Denver and get all of what it can for their coveted fourth pick overall. So that's that. But yeah, those are the teams that are looking to move up. Um, another pick 
does like an honorable mention would be the Chicago Bears. They are also thirsty for a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, Denver just lusting after quarterbacks on quarterback tender. <laughs> Look at this one. Hey, how's it going? I'd like to get you in the huddle. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just had to do it. No matter what, the fourth pick in the NFL draft seems to be the swing pick right now. We'll see how long that lasts. We thought the number three pick was going to be the swing pick. It turns out it wasn't. San Francisco's in that bad boy looking for a quarterback as well. And we're about to go ahead and talk about the 49ers. Again, reach out. Follow my boy on Twitter. At Brent Sobleski. That dude is awesome. A lot of good content. I like his writing on BR. So, check him out. San Francisco now has the third pick overall. Okay? Um... So they moved up from 12 to 3 with the Miami Dolphins last week. We didn't report on it just because we were like, we had some stuff waiting on this deal. And boy, aren't we grateful that we waited a week? Because I heard this and I was just like, there's no way. So Adam Schefter of ESPN is reporting that he... And just so you, if you don't know who Adam Schefter is, and listen, football fans, I know you know, but I got some casuals out there, and I got to placate to them too a little bit, all right? So understand it. So Adam Schefter is the woge of the NFL, and he works for ESPN. So he's tied in. He's locked in. He gets a lot of information. His information is good, not even good. It's super accurate. So... Here's the thing, the little nugget that he dropped. He's reporting that Mac Jones is going to be quarterback number three off the board to the Niners. All right? So, let's get this straight. The Niners, who have Jimmy Garoppolo, have been saying all week, even though we moved up, Jimmy G is our guy. Right? So you move up to three. You trade all the way up to three. You give up a lot of capital. So much capital that Miami felt emboldened and emblazoned to move back up to six because they took you to the cleaners, Niner fan, for your picks. And now you're drafting Alabama's Mac Jones at number three? Wait, what? Okay, so let me get so let's get this straight. I never heard of Mac Jones going as high as three. I mean, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a I had a pod, I want to say a couple weeks ago, where I said I don't think that Mac Jones is a first round draft pick. I'm not saying he's not gonna be a great quarterback. I'm not saying he's not going to be, you know, what they think he's going to be, you know, where he's going to be consistent, winner, all that. 
if you have the necessary tools around him. Right? But to draft him number three, when you could have easily got him at 12, maybe you had to move up to nine just to make sure you got Mac Jones. It makes no sense to me why the 49ers would move all that draft capital for a quarterback that you literally 98% shot. You could have got this dude with your 12th pick if you wanted him that badly. I mean, you could have maybe done something where it could have been like Lamar Jackson style. Remember, Lamar went late first round. He was like the last pick, right, in the first round. And Baltimore traded up to get him and gave up. I mean, the haul wasn't that fantastic. So they get Lamar Jackson late first round. And that could have been something where I could have saw Mac Jones do. I thought that was the I thought that was the blueprint for him to get in the first round. Now, Schefter who is t- as tied in as anybody in the league is saying that the 49ers are going to draft him three. And I am just, I have no words for this because 49er fans, I'm here to tell you, I don't know what the organization is selling you there, but if they're selling you that they had to move up nine spots to get Mac Jones, then somebody gave them some real real bad information. I can't see anybody who was going to move up that high to get Mac Jones. Now, the Patriots have been rumored for Mac Jones, and I'm honestly thinking that that's not the guy for them. You know, I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe if he fell to them at 15, maybe then. But, no, I just don't see it. And, quite frankly, the disrespect, if you didn't hear last week's pod about Justin Fields, the disrespect that Justin Fields is getting now is is laughable. So, that dude right there, that's the dude that if the Patriots were going to move up, that's the dude right there. Justin Fields. Got a chip on his shoulder. Might be quarterback number five. Could you imagine? You played in national championship games. Like stared down Trevor Lawrence. Stared down the mighty, mighty Alabama Crimson Tide. You know what I'm saying? You done that. Sometimes win, sometimes lose, but your effort was notable. And your quarterback number five, that's crazy to me. That's absolutely nuts. But that's where we are. That's exactly where we are right now. San Francisco supposedly is moved up to number three to take Mac Jones. Or this is the biggest swerve, like, in history. This is like the whole Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart fiasco in Montreal. 
Shouts out to the WWE and WrestleMania coming up this weekend. Shouts out. I just wanted to give you guys that. I just want you guys to kind of marinate on that. But if that's true, San Francisco will have a lot of explaining to do. There, This is silly, silly season of the draft. So there's a lot of stuff that's out there. And we'll see how it all plays out. But that's the rumor from Shefty. And like I said, he's he's as tied in as anybody else. So tell me your thoughts, Niner fans. On Twitter, QPP Network. And on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network. We have some draft quick hitters for you. First, the University of Florida's tight end, Kyle Pitts. Looks like he's the kind of the tempest of the draft now, right? So you got the quarterbacks out the way. We just had a segment on them and what's going to go on and the craziness that's going to go on. And lo and behold, we have Kyle Pitts. And... The measurables we've talked about, the numbers we talked about in almost ad nauseum, but 6'6", 245, 250, somewhere in there. 4'4", like 4'4", speed in the 40. But see, the thing that really gets me about him is this. His, his ability to catch the ball, his catch radius is ridiculous. Um... His ability to make catches in tight spaces in the red zone is especially ridiculous. And that, kids, is our YouTube clip of the week. Go see Kyle Pitts' red zone catches. And it'll tell you all you need to know about what kind of problem he's going to be in the NFL. Okay? Quarterbacks don't have to be super fine. I mean, he has crazy ups. So his he don't have hop. He don't have hopes. He got hops. You know what I'm saying? So Kyle Pitts is really the guy. And if you really want to, you know, do some digging on him, put in that on YouTube. Kyle Pitts, red zone catches. And just see all the stuff that comes up. It's it's crazy. And the different angles are great, too, because you can see just his pure athleticism, his just innate ability to high point the ball. It's, it's a remarkable look, you know, like six to eight minute little deal. So I would have anybody check that out. And the reason why we talk about YouTube clip of the week is because we are sponsored by YouTube. YouTube TV, that is. Like, if you want all your sports, you want you want to kind of check out Game of Thrones. You know, you late to the party. You heard all your friends talk about Game of Thrones. <clears throat> you get yourself 
a subscription to YouTube TV. You can add on HBO Max to that bad boy. And you got all seasons of the Game of Thrones, the entire deal. And now you can catch up at your leisure. Just chilling on the weekends. Watching Game of Thrones. Waiting for Monday or Friday for the podcast. So, here's the other thing about YouTube TV. It is way less expensive and you get more than cable. So, cut the cord. Get with YouTube TV. Go to YouTube TV on Google and get all the information. And like I said, the sports package is lovely. I'm a big fan of the sports package. Your boy gets it. He handles that situation. So, there it is. So, another awesome ad here on QP Sports Exchange. Now, we're going to get into the class. The uh, offensive tackle class. And um, what some scout told me about said class. All right. It's a deep class this year. Now, the guys that are in question, the guys who are the guys, so to speak, are Oregon's Panay Sewell and Northwestern's Rashawn Slater. Both are the two guys are supposed to go either one or two. You can flip-flop them both. But one scout told me this. He said that, uh, you know, if you're looking for if you're looking for upside, Sewell's the guy. He's he's got all the measurables, 6'5", 330, long arm, longer arms, better athlete. Now, if you want polish and a technician, Slater is your guy. Because the way he sets up to block and the way he sets up to spring like running backs to the outside is amazing. Slater's hand placement is stuff of people who are five-year vets. So this is what the scout is telling me about Rashawn Slater, is that he has hand placement like somebody who's been in the league five years, and his block setup is elite as well. You know, it's polished. You know what I'm saying? So, if your thing is to try to spring the running back outside, he knows how to wall his guy off. He knows how to combo block. He's good with that. He's also um, offensive line flexible. If you want to play him on the left side, the right side, at guard, you can do that. So, he is the guy, you know, if you're looking for just I can plug him in right now. He could play. Panay Sewell might also be a plug-and-play guy, but there are going to be some lapses that you need to be aware of. Now, this was his thought on this draft, though, and I thought this was key. He said neither, neither one of them are Anthony Munoz or Orlando Pace. So if you have other needs, like in the draft, and you have a first-round pick, get whomever you need with that pick. And then go and get your tackle in the second round. And here's another thing that he said. 
if you if your scheme fit if your scheme fit uh personnel you're going to need to go ahead and get your offensive tackle in the second round if you're not that if you're not scheme fit you can probably wait to the third round so you can also go and get whatever whatever else you need in the second round and then go ahead and there's tackles in the third round that are going to be solid players in the NFL. So this is what the scout told me. And scheme fit means this. So there are teams that zone block like all the time. Okay, they're they're not that's what they do. And sometimes you need a more athletic tackle to be able to run that type of um, zone blocking scheme in the NFL. So you're not looking for the 6'8", 350-pound tackle. You're looking more for the 6'5", 315 tackle with good hip movement. Okay? So that's what he meant by scheme fit. couple more notes on the draft and then we can get up out of here Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says he's not a fan of moving up for tight ends but he absolutely loved Kyle Pitts (laughs) what do you think the Jerry Jones shenanigans on the yacht is going to be is he is he is Steven going to have to hide all of his communication electronics from owner Jerry Jones so he doesn't do craziness to get Kyle Pitts? <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on Steven Jones having to lock his daddy in the bathroom so he can make picks on the yacht? Jerry Jones loves Kyle Pitts. I can understand that. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to love with Kyle Pitts. Jerry Jones. You imagine that dude. We got to get him. Where's my phone? I need to call. I need to call New York. Get get our guys on the ground to select Kyle Pitts. Got to trade. Got to trade up to get him. (laughs) Jerry Jones. Looking at Kyle Pitts longingly. Okay, Jets fans, I got a little stat for you as well. You're not going to like it, but you know what it is. And the reason why we shed light like this is so then you can know what you're dealing with with Jet management. So here's the, the little stat that I dug up. From 2012 to 2018, not one first-round selection is still part of the Jets organization. So I'll say that again. First round picks from 2012 to 2018, and mind you, they had multiple picks in a couple of those years. Not one guy selected in the first round is still with the Jet organization. 
that lets you know that there is a bunch of mismanagement at the top. I hope that with the new regime, there are full sweeping changes that go along with that. Well, whether you're a scout, whether you're, you're whatever, I don't know what was going on in that organization, but there's no way that you can go from 2012 to 2018 and not have one of your first round picks on your squad in that time frame. That's nuts to me. 2018 was three years ago, for God's sakes. If football years is only two, all the guys are gone. Crazy. Nuts. Jet fans, you should be outraged. You should be mad at your at your management of that team. How are you going to have first-round draft picks from 2012 to 2018? And like I said, in a couple of those years, it was multiple. And not one be on your franchise to start the year 2021. That's amazing. It's amazing in ineptitude. And the Jets organization hopefully can turn that around. All right. Now, I have for my for my betters out there, I have odds on the tw- on the next year Heisman Trophy race. All right? So, I'm going to give you like the top 5 guys. All right? So, Oklahoma redshirt sophomore quarterback Spencer Rattler, he goes off at 3 to 1 odds. So, he's the favorite. Clemson sophomore quarterback DJ Ugalele He's at 5-1 to one odds right now to win the Heisman. Georgia, you're in there. Junior quarterback JT Daniels, the transfer from USC, goes off at 6-1 to one odds to win the Heisman. Now, this is the one that kind of got me. North Carolina junior quarterback Sam Howell, 7-1 odds. Might take those odds. Might take those odds right there. That might be worth dropping some money on. And then Alabama's sophomore quarterback, Bryce Young, goes off at 7-1 to as well. So, roll tight. I was hard on you last week, supposedly. I don't think I was. But, if you were upset, your boy... Who's taking over from Mac Jones has the fifth best odds to win the Heisman. That has to make you feel good. The crazy part about the Heisman odds is that before you can get to anything else other than a quarterback, there's four more quarterbacks. And then there's a running back. So there's so the, the running back is uh Bijan Robinson from Texas. So, Bijan Robinson is the only other guy in the top 10 that has, that's in the top 10 Heisman Trophy odds. That's not a quarterback. The rest of them are quarterbacks. Nine quarterbacks, one running back. Crazy. 
somebody's gonna have to shake up that machine just a little bit. But I wanted to bring you those odds. The one that I was kind of like, hmm, that might be something that we might look at is the Sam Howell deal. Because I think he's going to put up numbers. I think he's going to put up big numbers in that system. So we'll see how it all goes. And with that, we are almost out of here. We're going to leave you with the no questioning about it person or entity of the week. This week, there wasn't a lot of submissions at all. So we're going to pick one ourselves. And the no question about it entity of the week is none other than the UCLA Bruins. And the reason why we say that is because on this podcast Monday, we talked about an extension for head coach Mick Cronin. And I told you, I told you, Coach Cronin, that QP Sports Exchange was going to cape up for you and get you that extension. And voila, we got one. My man is now signed till the 2028 season. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to the chancellor and the athletic director getting that done. Kudos to bringing stability to the UCLA basketball program. So, our no question about it entity of the week is UCLA, the Bruins, 8 o'clock all day. Yes, I did home. Do not get at me. This is my podcast. I do what I want to do with it. All right. So with that being said, we about ready to get up out of here. I want everybody to enjoy their weekend. And I want to take this time out. Usually I do it in the front part of the pod, but I'm going to do it on the back end. The love and the and just the joy that I have to do this podcast for the audience, for the for the listeners out there. This is big for me. You guys are really doing well with the subscribes and downloads. I'm very impressed. We got a long, long way to go. We got to catch the ringer. But shout out to Slovenia for joining in on the podcast. You are now part of QP Nation. Welcome. The rest of QP Nation. I'm looking at you, Canada. I'm looking at you, UK. What up with my Brits and my Scots and my Irishmen? Looking at you, UK. You know, you, you know India is killing you in the power rankings. You know that. India. Shout out to India. Shout out for being number two in the power rankings behind the United States of America. Always, right? Because it's a... <laughs> It's an American podcast, so that's what we get, right? But India doing it big. But I just wanted to give um, just thanks to everybody who listens to the podcast, who's been, you know, shouting it out to their friends or whatever. I'm just real appreciative of the noise that you guys are bringing and the passion you guys are bringing to the podcast. So with that being said, hit me up on Twitter, 
QPP Network on Instagram and Facebook is Question Point Pod Network. And the reasons to hit me up. We want to do a player spotlight. We want to do a school spotlight. We want to do a prep spotlight. We want to talk about trades for specific teams. Vince, why are you not giving love to Texas Christian University? You got to hit me up to let me know that I need to give love to TCU. Okay? If I'm not talking enough about, you know, the Miami Dolphins, well, Dolphin fans, you need to hit me up and let me know. We also want to hit up, you know, the no question about it person of the week. All right. This week, you know, I did it myself. So there it goes. But if you have a person out there that's doing it real big in the community who's standing out, you know, showing off their light and making a a positive impact, please hit me up because I'm looking for those people and I definitely want to put them on the air. I want to put them on wax, as we say. Shouts out to Jalen Jacoby, another one of my favorite podcasts, one of my favorite shows now on ESPN. All right. With that, I'm out of here. Um, Be good to yourself. Make sure you're taking care of you Um, as we start to head back out into the world. It looks like things are starting to loosen up, you know, still stay masked up. You know, get your vaccine, all that situation squared away. But, you know, if you're a little apprehensive about going into the world, don't feel bad about that. All right. You know, it's going to take some time, you know, get around some, you know, like minded folks, you know, to kind of break the ice easier. And then when you when you get yourself together, help out your neighbor, you know, with a friendly word. A wave high. Nice to see you. You know, if it goes a little bit deeper than that, be your ear. You know, let them bend your ear. That sort of thing. Just be connected as a community. And then the third thing is, is that if you have the opportunity to volunteer for a worthwhile organization, please do so. If you cannot volunteer and you are blessed and have some cash that you can give to some of these organizations for people who are less fortunate than we are, please do that as well. All right? And I am ready to get on with this weekend, so I'm going to sign off. You guys have a great weekend, and I am being out soon.